0: Wait for a few more people to show up before we get started. Alright, so how's it going everybody? Um, Jake Ferenker here, Saturday Morning Scrambles with Broad Street Hockey. Nice to see you guys here. Um, Before I get started, just wanted to... Give a quick shout out to the Broad Street Hockey crew, Steph, Kelly, uh, Kurt, everybody involved that uh, helped out with the party last night. That was a great time. Um, For those of you who missed it, shame on you. Um, For those of you that were there and uh, hopefully had a great time. Um, Excellent experience. Highly recommend any type of party these guys throw. Um, So... Like I said, I just want to give a quick shout out to those guys, everyone that I met last night. Great time talking to you guys. Um, it's always fun interacting with people that I've gotten to know a little bit through Twitter and you know put a face to the Twitter handle. Um, didn't get a lot of questions coming into today, so I think what I'll do is just kind of break down the picks from last night, a um, little overview And uh, the draft for today, for rounds two through seven, does start right now, actually. Um, So, see if I can kind of follow along um, as we go here. Um, See if anything happens, anything trade-wise or just pick-wise. And I'll try to update you guys uh, as much as possible. Um, So, we'll start with the draft picks, right? Farabee. Joel Farabee at number 14, um, everyone should be happy with that pick. Everybody should be ecstatic with that pick. Uh, that was my number three in terms of guys at 14. Um, I had Kravtsov as my number one, Ty Smith as my number two. Um, but to be honest, it was very, very close regardless. It's not like that I thought there was a clear distinction, you know, one through four of who I had at 14. Um, I think any number of them could have, you know, shifted up or down, um, you know, style wise, be quite frankly, reminds me a lot of Konechny. Um, I, you know, I don't like doing player comps because I think that puts on fair, you know, criticism and hype or whatever, but, you know, for those of you that need that kind of thing, uh, style wise, he's very similar, um, just more well-rounded, um, at eighteen, you know, I think Konechny's really had to work on his his defensive game, I and mean, it's still very much a work in progress with him. Ferriby's a two hundred foot player through and through. Um, the guy will just get after you for two hundred feet nonstop. Um, there's not really a lot of weaknesses in his game in terms of you know things that really jump out at you. Um, he passes really well. He's got great vision. His hockey IQ is phenomenal. Um, he's you know obviously are all Hextall type traits. Um, you know, uh, I would say between his playmaking ability and his scoring ability, I, I think his scoring ability is, is something he leans on first, um, which was big. I mean, I, I think a lot of things that people were were wondering about this draft in particular was whether Hextall was going to put more emphasis on scoring this draft, um, or if he was just kind of. St- going to stay the course of what he's been doing as far as finding just kind of solid two-way guys um, with some offensive upside and I think he, he really went more of the scoring route um, with even both the picks um, but Faraby in particular I think he's more of a scorer than people realize um, he got overshadowed a little bit you know playing with Wallstrom and Jack Hughes you know those guys are going to get more of the press because they're the you know higher touted prospects so to speak and it's, it's not to say that they don't deserve that right jack hughes is, is the consensus number one pick on in the next year and oliver Wallstrom was was my personal favorite player in this drafts um he's sniper personified uh but that said you know ferby for large portions of games was the driver on that line um he is not a third wheel when it comes to Wallstrom and Hughes and, you know, whoever he was playing with. Um, There were a lot of times where he would initiate the offense, starting even in the defensive zone, carrying the puck out, gaining speed to the neutral zone, controlled zone entry, and then feeding it off for Hughes and Wallstrom and kind of letting them do their thing, Um, or even driving the net for himself and finding rebounds. He was used a lot as a net front. On the power play, which is interesting, uh, you know, considering his size. I mean, he's six foot, so he's not necessarily small from a height perspective, but at 168 pounds, he's not the biggest dude in the world, right? So um, it's interesting, I think, you know, seeing a guy like that being in that front guy. But I guess similar to the way the Flyers kind of view me as a guy that can get deflections and likes to live in that kind of crease area and stir things up. Farabee was kind of viewed the same way. Uh, so... And he's gonna you know, he's gonna get a great experience at BU, um, top notch hockey program. He shouldn't have any trouble putting on weight. I mean, the thing that you always kinda worry about, I guess, with smaller guys is whether they have the frame or whether they have the ability to put on weight. If everybody's gonna be in a college program, a D one highly talented college program, and that's something in terms of a training regiment that you're just not gonna get in juniors. Um so I don't think he's going to have any problem whatsoever putting on the weight necessary to continue to play the way he wants to play at the NHL level. Um, and we'll see in terms of projections how it goes. I mean, I, I don't want to come out and say he's definitely not going to play this year. Um, he's going to be you. Um, I don't want to come out and say he's definitively going to be only a year out, only two years out, whatever. I think two years is is a good benchmark for any prospect taken. You know really any time after year, the top 10. Um, so that's what I would expect out of Ferriby in terms of Jay O'Brien. Um, I was probably one of the few people at the draft that A knew who he was and <laughs> B uh was actually pretty happy with the pick. Um, I wasn't jumping up and down necessarily like I was with Ferriby, I think there were better players available at that time. Um, that said. O'Brien's got some upside here. Um, I talked to Steph last night and I mentioned that I misspoke about him uh, last night, particularly in regards to his skating. So I want to clear that up. Um, I was thinking about another prospect for whatever reason. Jay O'Brien's a good skater. Uh, Jay O'Brien can fly. He's the type of guy that gets on the ice and it may take him a few steps to get going, which is probably where he needs to improve the most. His initial burst is his acceleration. Um, but once he gets going, he's got top flight speed. Not a lot of guys that can catch him. Um, he will break away from the pack. You know, not a guy that's going to get chased down from behind on a breakaway. Um, it's just his first initial few strides that I think need some work. But that's going to come, again, as he gets stronger. Going into a, a D one program at Providence, um, he should have no problem gaining that strength in his legs. He needs to get that burst. He's another shoot first guy. Uh, you know, come out of high school, it's hard to tell. You know, with the stats, how good it is. Um, you know, eighty points in thirty games sounds phenomenal, um, and that's not anything to be you know sneeze that. But um, it is high school, so it's it's a lower level to be sure um, than you would see with most draft prospects. So. You have to take some of that into account. That said, Fayer Academy, where he went, is a big hockey school. Um, they produce guys like Jeremy Roenick, Brooks Orpik, um, you know, who we don't like but is an NHL player, um, and Tony Amani. And Tony Amani, um set the goal record there with 35 in a season. Um, O'Brien broke that this year. He had 43, so he didn't just break it, he shattered it. Uh, that's not something we should really you know take lightly. I mean, it's it's it shows his potential a little bit there. Um, another 200 foot player, going to chase you down all over the ice. Not going to take shifts off. Um, good playmaker again, very high IQ, the typical hex doll kind of thing. And again, falling in line with the Hextall kind of thing. He was a riser this year. Started off probably not on a lot of people's radars because again, he came from high school. Um, had a couple of Top prospect type games um, where he's playing against uh, a lot of American talent, in particular, you know, guys like Brady Kachuk and Oliver Wallstrom and Hughes, uh, you know, Jack Wise, you know, guys like that. And uh, he did very well against those guys. So, you know, for a guy coming from out of high school, you wonder if he can kind of keep up with top-flight prospects like that, and he didn't look at a place at all from everything that i read and researched. Um, which is good, because um, he's going to Providence, again, a big school in Hockey East. Um, so he's going to get the opportunity to, to, you know, really grow at a, at a D1 school. Um, you know, I, just like looking over the Sky Report, I had things that I wrote down myself, you know, high IQ, versatile, speed. Shot is his number one thing. Um, so again, you're looking at a guy that is a shoot-first mentality type player. Which, you know, like I said earlier, we talked about whether Hexel was going to make that a priority, and I think he kind of did with his first two picks. Um, these are guys that are not afraid to shoot the puck, and it's something that even you know, the Flyers don't have a lot of in their system. Um, not just in terms of pure goal scores, but guys that just frankly want to shoot the puck before they pass. Um, you know, you see it all the time, right? We talk about it all the time, about how the Flyers need guys that just want to put the puck on that. These guys want to put the puck on that um, from anywhere. They attack the middle of the ice, more importantly, um, so they know how to get to the high-danger areas. They're not perimeter players. That said, if they find an angle that they want to shoot from, they're going to shoot from it. Uh, so it's a good trait to have. Um, so that kind of wraps it up with... You know, the, the prospect profiles, I guess, so to speak, of those two guys. Um, like I said, Faraby's a home run pick. Yeah, I've seen some things on Twitter this morning about Faraby being kind of a reach at 14. I don't know who those people are and, and what they do with their lives, but Farabee was by no stretch of the imagination a reach at 14. Um, he's a guy I saw going anywhere from 8 to 16. Uh, so to have him at 14. No way is he a reach. Um, You know, and and in terms of O'Brien, again, was he a bit of a reach? Yeah. Um, I would say guys like Miller, um, maybe even Bach, uh, you know, might have been better value picks in terms of having some type of elite skill level. Um, But... And again, Berggren um, being one of my favorite guys, even at 14, I'm, I'm actually, he's my biggest surprise at this point. I, I don't know how he's gone undrafted through 31 picks, <laughs> um, but he has. Um, but anyway, yeah, O'Brien, like I said, maybe a little bit of a reach at 19, but he's a good player with a lot of potential. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, if he develops well at Providence, um, comes in. And uh, can be a you know middle of the top six centerman. I don't think any of us are really going to care whether he was considered a reach at nineteen, you know, in his draft year. So um, let's see if we have any questions here along the side. Um, have we traded for anyone yet? <laughs> no, Matt. Unfortunately, not. Um, trades are going to be interesting. I, I I know a lot of there's been a lot of chatter about trades in this draft. Um, You know, I I think, you know, talking to John, uh, Jason Keller on Twitter last night and and some of the other people, um, I I agree with them in the sense that I feel like people may wait, teams may wait for free agency to start opening up guys like Tavares and Kovalchuk to sign, um, pick their destination, and then the trades will start falling, Um, even for someone like Ryan O'Reilly, getting a, a bonus um, on July 1st. There's probably teams out there, most of them I would assume, that are interested in him that are gonna want to wait for that bonus to kick in so they don't have to pay pay it, make Buffalo pay it. It may make them more expensive at the end of the day because they don't have to pay the bonus, but it's Ryan O'Reilly. Um, so, yeah, trades. I mean, there were a few trade-ups yesterday in the draft. I think Ottawa um, Ottawa made a move and the Rangers made a move. Um, So, got themselves some tough moving defensemen. Uh, Let's see what else we have here. Any chance of the Flyers moving up to draft either Saran Noel or Bodie Wild? Any chance? I don't like either of those players. (laughs) So, I'm kind of hoping they don't. Uh, I mean, it's nothing. Let me refresh. Bodie Wild is extremely talented. Bodie Wilde on talent alone is probably a top 15 top 20 pick in this draft. The reason he fell is because he doesn't have anything between the years. Um, his hockey sense is is not good and for a player with his skill level that just screams bust um, it, It's really hard to transfer skill level and skill level alone to the NHL level. Um, you can get away with it at the younger, you know, midget days. You can get away with it in the junior days. You may even be able to get away with it um, in the college ranks and, and somewhat in NHL play. But once you really start to get into pro hockey, you know, pros aren't going to fall for that stuff. You know, they're they're smarter than that. So you got to be able to to put your talents to use, and it's hard to put your talents to use if you don't know how to really channel it and use it. And that, that's where I fall with Bodie Wilde. Saron so Noel, he reminds me a lot of Isaac Radcliffe, just the worst version. So uh, to me, if you already have Radcliffe in the organization, and Radcliffe had a phenomenal year, he was fantastic this past year. I don't see why you need to go out and get another guy like Noel. I, I, I tend to lean towards, again, skill, IQ, speed, and Noel has a nice package in terms of having the size along with the skating ability. And he's shown flashes of being able to be skilled, but he scored a lot of goals in front of the crease. So there weren't a lot of, like, I feel like he's just kind of a guy that, that's been more opportunistic than actually good. Um, again, what do I know? I'm just a <laughs> YouTube highlight watcher and, uh, you know, draft guide reader. Um, but, I feel like Noel is a guy that is not going to top out as, as a high-end guy. I think I think there's better players um, currently available and better players um, likely to be available when the Flyers pick. That a they don't need to trade up and b there should be better players even available at their pick at fifty. Um, let's see, Britt watched O'Brien tape on YouTube this morning curious to see what folks thought strong great puck awareness and anticipation could be a real nice pick uh, folks need to be reminded that Sanheim pick and initial reactions yeah so I mean O'Brien yeah got kind of does you know going back to what I was talking about with, with Hexel being a guy that likes to you know take risers in the draft he does kind of fit that Sanheim mold um in terms of somebody that, that was, you know, a riser nobody really was sure about or knew a lot about, doesn't mean he's not going to be a good hockey player. And, and Hextall's obviously built up enough of a draft record at this point to trust him. I mean, if there's, I know people will disagree you know, from here to there on Hextall, but um, if there's one thing that I think everybody can agree on, it's the fact that his draft record speaks for itself. He's been very good in the draft since he started. Very rarely has he made a pick that really made you scratch your head and then hasn't turned out to be a pretty good pick. So, um, yeah, no reason to overreact whatsoever about O'Brien um, in the opposite direction. Like I talked about earlier, I think he's a really good prospect and has a chance to be a very good prospect. Um, from Ben, what happens to Carlson, Tavares, and O'Reilly since they didn't get moved in day one? So... Carlson, I don't know if they're necessarily in a rush to move him, per se. I do think they want to move him. I, I, I mean, let me rephrase. I don't think they want to move him, because why would you want to move the best defenseman in the NHL? Um, I think they feel like they have to, because they have to start rebuilding. And that that team just absolutely fell apart. And um, frankly, as much as people say Carlson wants to stay, I don't think he does. I don't. I don't see any... Player wanting to play for that owner, so I think they're going to try to make the best possible move when it comes to Carlson, and, and that may take some time. Um, with Tavares, after the draft the Islanders had and bringing in Barry Trotz, um, you know I think they're rumored to be in an Uncobo truck if I'm not mistaken, or they might have been taken out of the running. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I don't see any way. At this point, I, I feel like Tavares is pretty much a lock to stay where he's at. I don't see him moving on from the Islanders. I, I think uh, you know I, th- I think that's that's going to be the spot for Tavares, and then O'Reilly. I kind of spoke about earlier. Um, you know, I, I think July one is the day to kind of look for him because he's due that big bonus. Um, after that his price is obviously gonna go up from Buffalo's perspective because they just paid the bonus. Um and he's already a good player, so the price is gonna be obviously relatively high. Um, but they could move him. I don't know why they wanna, but they could move him. Um but that's a guy that it's it's interesting to me that, you know, with very little that gets out with the Flyers since Hexel took over, it's interesting that his name has popped up a couple of days now. Um been more than just oh the Flyers kick tires from Ryan O'Reilly you know Pierre Lebrun's been out there saying that you know the Flyers are in on O'Reilly not sure if they still are but they offer a very intriguing package and so I think there's there's definitely more than just some smoke to that um, so it could be something to keep an eye on and, and frankly it would, it would be amazing if they had Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, from Paul, first round picks are off the board. What's the package that lands Sir Dougath of Hamilton? <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean that that would have been, I think, the move with Douglas. I won't say his other name for Steph's years. Um, yeah, I, I think the package would have been something around Simmons in a, in a first plus maybe some other things um, now that that's not on the table. I'm not sure. I still think that the deal is there to be made with Simmons and some type of package revolving around that. Um, It just makes too much sense. Calgary's been looking for a power forward. I mean, they've been talking about it nonstop, you know, basically for the last couple months. Um, I think Simmons makes... Perfect sense for them in every every way, um, and and Hamilton makes perfect sense for the Flyers in every way. He's a right-handed defenseman, which they obviously covet. He moves the puck well. He's offensive-minded, um, and frankly, I don't think he got enough Norris love this past year from from the writers. I mean, he was he was tied with pro for for goals for a defenseman this year, and and looked really good doing it, driving play and pushing offense, and uh, you know, I, I think. He's getting a bad rap in Calgary for whatever reason. Um, he does take a lot of penalties, but the guy more than makes up for it with his production. So um, Between O'Reilly and Hamilton, I mean, you're looking at targets for me that are awesome. I mean, they would clearly push the Flyers towards the top of the Eastern Conference, even just one of them, let alone both. If they found a way to get involved in both, that would just be ridiculous. I don't know how they would do that. I mean, they have the assets to do it, but I'm not sure Hexell would go all out in that direction. Um, but yeah, I mean, getting, getting sorry, a little tangential there. Getting back on topic of what the package would be, again, Simmons, I think, would have to be the main piece. Um, it's tough because he is going into a contract year, but it, Simmons is such a hockey man player. I, I feel like it's not going to, and, and on such a friendly contract for this year, I, I don't think it's hard to imagine him being A main piece in a trade for Hamilton. Um, Let's see. Grant McCag goes thirty years experience, had him in the low twenties just because he's not a name doesn't mean a thing. Who was Clutcher in the six? Yeah. Grant McCag. I don't always agree with this stuff. Not. Yeah, as an aside. But, yeah, I'm I'm assuming you're talking about O'Brien there. Um, again, like I went through with, with everyone, O'Brien's a a guy that I think has a lot of potential to be someone that, you know, shocks people based on where his, where he was drafted and how he was drafted. Um, just looking at some of the draft picks here. So it's around the Well went to the Panthers. Um. Matthias Samuelson, Shell Samuelson's son, went to Buffalo, the first pick, in the second round, and Berggren went to Detroit. Detroit's having a hell of a draft. Berggren's a special player. Um, I think he's in that Konechny-Arvidsson-Faraby kind of mold. Um, That's going to be a really great value pick. Kovalchuk to the Kings for three years. No, how about that? Yeah, three years. Good for him. Okay, so he's out west. That's cool. Um, I know Hextall came out and said he wasn't very interested in Kovalchuk. Um, I was okay with that. I mean, I. Not that I don't like Kovalchuk. I mean. Sniper personified, I mean, that's that's kind of what the Flyers need, right? But he's 35. Three years for a 35-year-old Chuck. I mean, it's, it's not terrible. I don't know. I think there's there's other things that they can do. Um, that could be just as good, if not better. Um, Yelonen, yes, Yelonen goes to the that. Canadians. That's a really great bet. Yelonen was a guy that I had my eye on for the Flyers. I mean, yeah, he was... Solid player. Guys got speed for days. Um, seeing if there's anything else making its way through yet. Um, so Steph going into the second round. Who are you looking at? Um, who am I not looking at? No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a lot of people. I mean, th- this draft is is chocked full of talent, really, in the top 60 to 90. I mean, they're all relatively the same in, in terms of, I don't know if there's necessarily guys that are going to jump off the page and be amazing, but a lot of potential there. Um, I know Hextall said he'd like to take a defenseman. If you're looking at defensemen in, like, the two to four round range, um you know, someone like Axel Anderson, he's he's an average skater at this point, but he's, he's an offensive defenseman, so someone that can really push the play. Um, that's someone you're looking at in, like, the two to four rounds. Cale Addison is a, is a strong offensive, you know, ghost-type defenseman where, you know, the defense may be lacking a little bit, but offensively, he's a dynamo. Um, other guys you're looking at, Malashev is maybe a guy that's going to go a little bit later. Um you know, they talk about his offense being somewhat limited, but he's got a really good shot. Um, so he's maybe not going to be a guy that's going to deke you out at the point, um, but he's got a big shot from the point, and he's very good at breaking the puck out of the zone. Um, you know, Samuelson obviously would have been a guy that I was I was interested in. Um, Adam Ginning is kind of a solid, steady, stay home guy. Um, Johnny Tekanik I don't know if he's gone yet, um, but he's another kind of offensive. There's a lot of, like, small, dynamic offensive defensemen in this draft. Um, so he's another guy that you'd be looking at in that mold. Um, and then uh, Danilo Zoravlyov. Um, he's a very interesting guy. He's he's more in that, like, mid-round three to five range, probably. Could go second, but great skater. Um, put up really nice numbers in the MHL. Um, Russian Junior League. Um, you know, I, from everything I've read, he's he's very proactive defensively. He's the guy that's going to step up on you in the neutral zone and, and make you make a play, which is great. You know, we're not trying to look for Andrew McDonald type defenseman here. Um, and again, from what I've read, they say he has untapped offensive potential. Um, I don't know if that's, you know, it's not a lot of tape on him. So I don't know if that's because of the team he played for, if that's, if he, felt like he had to sit back a little bit more and and not really engage as much offensively, but it sounds like he's got pretty good puck skills. Um, So he's an interesting name to look at. In terms of forwards, I mentioned Bergeron, who obviously is off the board now. Um, So many good forwards left. So many skilled players uh, left. Probably my favorite name of the draft, Bulat Shafigulan, Russian center. Speed for days, he scored 22 goals in 22 games this year in the Russian Junior League. So he's a goal scorer. Um, will deke you out of your pads. Uh, the, the struggle with him at this point is that he plays too fast. So kind of similar to Kupari in a way where um, I think his, his legs are thinking faster than his than his mind. So I think once he catches up in that respect... If he can kind of learn to slow the game down, um, he'll be an unbelievable talent. Um, so that's a guy that's a really look at uh, in the middle rounds today. Um, thinking of other guys, um, Alban Eriksson alban Eriksson uh, out of sweden he's a guy that i thought maybe could have snuck into the first round um big power forward score good skater um you know someone like aiden dudas who's on the smaller side he's he's, he's probably one of the smallest guys in the draft um, but he's extremely creative um you know very elusive you know when you're when you're gonna be that small he's like five seven maybe 160 pounds he's he's tiny. When we're talking about small, um, but he's a guy that can more than make up for his lack of size with his elusiveness and his creativity with the puck, um, and he's not afraid to go to the net. He likes going to the high danger areas. He likes scoring from the high danger areas, and he likes passing from the high danger areas. And that's that's what you look for, even even with guys of his size. Um, you know, Ruchlin Ishkakov. Um, he's a guy that I think. Recently, there's some news about him committing to UConn for this year, which is big, um, just because he's not going to be over in Russia. Um, so he'll have better exposure at this point. Again, smaller guy, but fast, high skill level, high hockey IQ. I mean, it, these are all pretty much traits that I'm looking at for players. So anybody that I name, you can pretty much bank on those being the major traits for guys like that. Um, so those would be guys that I guess I would look for in the early rounds. Later rounds, like I said, I put out that article, a couple articles, um, on Broad Street hockey about you know guys that I would look for. Curtis Douglas being that, you know, 6'9 behemoth center. I wouldn't be surprised if you guys are in the second round, just because I think people are gonna get enamored by his size. Um, but he's an interesting package just because he has the IQ to go along with it. Um, Philip Hollander. Uh Big winger, he, he actually grew quite a bit this year, so I think that's why he's kind of gotten on the radar more. Um, really smart hockey player, again, danger area guy. Just he finds the soft areas of the ice and he goes. And that's, again, the kind of thing, you, especially with the Flyers being a very perimeter-oriented team, you're looking for players that want to go to the net, want to go to the high danger areas, and want to find ways to score there. Um. That, so that yeah that about covers it for you know i guess bigger name guys or, or lesser known guys that could go in this part of the draft um, wow coach up was 6.25 million a year yeah i don't i wasn't gonna pay coach up that much that's that's a lot Uh, let's see if we got anything else going with Flyers related here. Doesn't look like it. Bodie Wild to the Islanders. So they go with the high school level and hope his mind comes around. After the first two picks they made, they could probably afford to take a risk on a guy like Wild, So it's, it's not, not a terrible pick for them. But again, not, not one of my favorite players in this draft. Ryan McLeod to the Oilers. Thomas is still on the board. I mean, that, that's he's an interesting player, Akil Thomas. Um, another guy I thought probably could have gone in the first round. So if he's there at fifty, I mean, that's that's a good value pick at fifty. Um, you know, Jake Wise. That's that's a player I think I mentioned earlier. Um, again, for the U.S. national program, they were freaking loaded this year. I mean, that it's amazing how many players are going to be drafted out of that program this year. Jake Wise, Johnny Gruden, um, you know, Wild Miller; those guys already got drafted. Um, but those are guys to to really look at. Jake Wise is very underrated. Um, Johnny Gruden, in my opinion. Very underrated. I mean, just kind of looking at if I can find the notes I had on him. Um, you know, again, smaller guy, he's gonna have to put on weight to play the kind of game he plays because he's another one of those, you know, get in your face kind of players. Um, but a lot of speed, shoot first kind of guy. Um, you know, doesn't take no for an answer, kinda of, you know, when he's on the ice. He's he's just gonna pedal the metal all the time and, and uh you know, this, that, that national program did a really phenomenal job developing these guys over the last couple of years. It's only going to continue. Um, oh, wow. Iskakov went to the Islanders. <laughs> Man, they're having a good draft. Alpin Erickson went to Dallas. Such so a guy I mentioned. Scott Peruvich, another guy from the U.S. national program goes to the Blues. Uh, he was a re-entry guy. He he was in the draft last year. Um, small, small defenseman. I think he's only five eight or five nine. Uh, but offensive-minded. It seems like that's kind of a trend this year. Um, looking at those kind of smaller puck-moving, offensive-minded defensemen. You know, after seeing guys like Ghost really kind of light it up, I think teams are, are starting to look more for guys like that. Um, Sorry, I missed a few questions here. This is topic: What do you think of Rubsov? kind of forgotten first rounder. Yeah. I still like Rupsov. Rupsov was was my guy um, in 2016. That was that was the guy that I was targeting for the Flyers. So I guess in a way I'm a little biased towards towards him. Um, I still think he's a strong two-way player. I don't know if he's necessarily got the top 6 upside that I was hoping for when they drafted him. Um, but I do think he still has middle 6 upside either at wing or center. Um, he's 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 got such potential to be an offensive weapon, but he tends to to stay back and be the third man high in the zone kind of player. And I don't know why, um, you know, for a guy that, that seems to read the ice. Well, he seems to sit back more than he should. Um, and that's something that I feel like I'm hoping the flyers can help kind of unlock because we saw more of it at world juniors this year. He's more aggressive and he put up points because of it. And I think if, He can just kind of unlock that in a similar way that they, I guess, had to work with Hague on him being more aggressive. I think they have to do the same with Rufusov. And if they can do that, he's got the offensive potential. Defensively, he's very good. Um, So I think at the very least, you're looking at a guy that can be a solid bottom six checking forward. Not that I like to put that kind of label on him, Um, but he's got talent. You know, he's not a a grinder. I, I think he's a guy that can, you know, produce um, relatively well at the NHL level. And hopefully being in the AHL this year will do him a lot of good, playing with some better talent and finally having some consistency in, in his development. He's moved a lot the last two years going from Russia to, to Canada and then switching teams from Canada, um, you know, within the queue. Um, he's had some injuries he's had to deal with. So it's it's just been a very inconsistent kind of last two years for him. And I hope, this year he can kind of gain some consistency in that that regard. Um, Are you expecting, from Michael, are you expecting Hexie to move around and trade picks for picks a few times like he has in the past? Probably. Um, They don't have a third-round pick right now. Um, They have number 50 in the second round. Um, They have, I think, 112 is the next pick after that. So they don't have a third-round pick. Um, And that's something I could see Hexwell, maybe packaging a fifth in a future pick to move up into the third. Um, you know, something along those lines to try to, you know, get a little higher in the draft. Um, he's done that quite a bit, so I wouldn't put it past him to do something like that. Um,. What else we're we looking at if I missed anything here? Adam Ginning to the Flyers at 50. Okay. So, Ginning. I'm lukewarm on Ginning. Ginning is a guy that I, I have listed as, as a guy that I like. Um, uh, obviously, I'm not following the drafts as we speak, so I'm not sure who else is available. Ginning if you're looking for a player comp again, which I don't like to do is very much like Robert Hague. Um, Smooth skater more on the conservative side. He's not a guy that's going to push the play necessarily offensively. Um, let's see if I can find in my notes what I wrote about him. Not flashy, solid modern shutdown D man has offensive potential. So again, I mean that kind of screams Robert Haig, right? It's everything we look at. Hey, he's got the skating ability. He's got the, the strong base to be a strong defensive defenseman um, can move the puck relatively well, but it's not what I would consider a strength necessarily. Um, yeah, I mean, like Hague 2.0 is kind of what you look at when you're looking at Adam Ginning. So is it a good pick at 50? I, again, I, I'm not looking at the. See if I can pull up the actual draft results. Um, I have to see what else was kind of available. I would assume, like I had getting projected to go anywhere from two to four range. Um, So I think that's, you know, being at 50 that kind of fits in that range, right? And Haig did go in the second round as as a draft pick. There's a lot of similarities there. Um, That's something I would have to go back and look at. Not really finding. Something here. Oh, so Akil Thomas was still on the board. and He went 51. Yeah, I think Akil Thomas is probably somebody I would have... I would have taken there instead of getting. Um, We'll see. Again, he's definitely on the safer side of a prospect. I'll put it that way. The upside's not necessarily great. Um, You know, I think he kind of is what he is at this point. Hopefully he can kind of unlock some offensive ability there, and, and we'll kind of see, I guess, um, and then we'll see what what uh, Hextall can do in terms of maybe trading up and getting get some extra picks here. Uh, oh, Addison was still there, so Addison's another guy that, yeah, offensive-minded, that's kind of where my head's at with these guys. I think Addison would have been a better, better choice there. But I guess with with the offensive type of guys, I guess the Flyers are bringing up with. Uh, defensively, they may be looking for some more shutdown type guys. And that's not to say that Ginning is is an old school shutdown guy. I just I, he's a modern day shutdown guy. I just think. Uh, the upside is limited. So, not sure if I would have made him the pick at 50. Um, so, I think we'll wrap it up there. It's about all I had to say in terms of the draft, and we got through pick number 50, which is just cool. Um, so, to everyone that was here, thanks for joining. Um, you know, it was, again, like I mentioned, it was, it was a lot of fun last night at the draft party. We were there. Um, I'm sure you had a great time, I know I did. Um, If you weren't, I highly recommend going to one of these in the future. Um, So I'll sign off there, have a nice rest of your day, and as always, Go (laughs) Flutters!